Hi, I'm George and welcome to episode 17 of On The Street. I've always been a collector of photography books and zines, mainly anything to do with photography. And over the last few years, there's been a independent printing company in East London producing um, fairly cheap books, which is called Hoxton Mini Press. And their latest book that's just come out is called Paradise Street, The Lost Art of Playing Outside which is book four in their Vintage Britain series. And as you can guess from the title, it is about children playing out in the streets. Um, a lot of the pictures are, as you would imagine, black and white because of the time period that they're shot in, um, from the 1930s up to the late 1970s. And the images cover children playing in major cities like Manchester, London and Belfast. Because of this it has a very working class bias to it and this shows a lot of the kids playing on wasteland or actually even what was still bombed out sites from World War Two. Whether it's images of the kids kicking a old football about or um, being inventive and using stuff like dustbin lids as shields and old pieces of wood as swords or um, guns it's quite the pictures are quite interesting and not only that it actually takes me back to my childhood because um, I was a child of the late 60s early 70s and the pictures show exactly what we were doing back then whether it was climbing over rubble or um, you know making do with what we could find to actually play with or being out all day just playing football it's also interesting to see how few cars are actually on the roads where children are actually just playing in the middle of the street and there are maybe one or two cars parked at the side of the road and there are a couple of images in the book of streets that I know of where if you walk down them today it would just be car after car on both sides of the road so from a historic point of view it makes it quite an interest it makes them quite interesting images as well people may look at these pictures today and think these kids look like street urchins and you know they some of the images show the kids look quite dirty grubby knees and grubby clothes and whatnot but I think from the era that the pictures were shot in that's the way all kids were they were just happy to be out on the streets playing and you can tell that by the look of joy on their faces they're not um, like kids of today stuck in either indoors playing computers or um, or with their faces buried into their mobile phones um, the other thing is it you you don't see too many adults in these pictures as well so the images are actually you know just of the children out playing I think there's 10 different photographers um, 
images are, are in this book. Um, some of them I've not heard of, but two of them uh, people that I've had an interest in for quite a few years, and that's Roger Main and Shirley Baker. Not a big book, uh, as in size. It's sort of an eight, eight by six size, and maybe I don't know a hundred pages, but it gives a good insight into how children lived and played up to the early 70s and if it's something you're interested in it's a, definitely a worthwhile book getting I'll leave a link um, to Hoxton Mini Press's website and if anyone's interested they can take a look at what other books they've got in the series plus also um, other books that they've produced over the last five years because they haven't actually been going that long like I say it's probably about five years that they've actually been going and they do seem to put out um, books on a regular basis maybe three or four a year I hope you enjoyed this review of the um, latest book from them so I guess um, a lot of you have heard about this little thing that we've got going on in the UK at the moment called Brexit um, last week I went along to what was called the People's March to do some photography at, um, at that and I wasn't sure what to actually take. I, I was going to take a film camera but in the end I decided against it because as usual I didn't have a lot of film with me and most of the film I've got was expired colour film which someone gave me a couple of weeks ago and I think it, most of it's expired about 2007 so I'm not 100% sure how it was actually stored which I'm guessing it probably wasn't stored particularly well and also um, what the images would come out like actually shooting that so I took my digital camera but I did also take a couple of my Fuji Instax cameras um, one of them just a basic um, Instax Mini and the new or newish Instax um, SQ6 the square camera that they brought out um, recently a year ago or so so I could also shoot some analog images um, this had to be one of the biggest protest marches I'd actually been on um, not that I was actually marching but I was following along with it I mean they say there was possibly a million people there um, and some people are saying that there, there was only 400,000 there um, to be perfectly honest it did look like it was closer to a million mark I did manage to shoot quite a few image, images but um, to be honest it was a bit like being a kid in a sweet shop that you didn't know where to look or what to shoot, choose to shoot next um, because there was so much going on um, it was mainly people with their banners and posters you know uh, comical things on their posters all saying about staying in the EU because obviously it was a, a pro-EU um, March but I also tried to shoot some portraits with the um, Instax but it was a bit strange because although it was a public march and you know people were out on the streets and whatnot a lot of people were quite 
wary of having their photographs taken which I found quite strange especially when you're you know dressed up in different clothes I mean there was people there dressed up in like suits that were made out of the EU flag which was the blue and um, gold stars and stuff but they didn't want to have their picture taken which I found quite strange but there you go you know everyone to their own and uh, so a lot of my shots were just of the banners and posters and stuff like that um, it was quite an enjoyable day uh, very tiring though because it was a lot of walking around backtracking and then of course once we got into areas like Whitehall and um, Parliament Square it was very tight so it was very difficult to actually shoot because everyone was on top of each other but um, yeah I managed to get some images that I'm fairly happy with so that's one good thing and like I say these sort of things are quite good if you you know if you want to shoot some sort of street photography but are worried about <clears throat> people you know, getting upset with you these are the sort of things that you can go along to um, because you know 95% of the time people are quite happy to have their pictures taken or they don't even realize they're being taken because of the fact that it's a massive crowd um, loads of people taking images loads of photographers any you know you're just one one of a, a hundred two three hundred photographers taking pictures so yeah if it's um if you want to try your hand at street photography marches and these sort of things are the best things to go along to I've always been a amateur photographer, hobbyist photographer, whichever name you'd like to give it. But occasionally I have been asked to do the odd photo shoot for people, either within the community or friends that have wanted a photograph taken because I've got a great camera. And sometimes I've said yes, I will do it, and sometimes I've said I've said no. Now the main reason I say no is that it always makes me feel uncomfortable even though I'm doing this as a favour, um, I'm not getting paid for it or maybe they might say well we'll cover your expenses so that might be a bit of petrol money or something. Um, I still feel nervous doing it because even though I know what I'm doing I just feel uncomfortable with it that I'm going to make a mistake that's going to mean that they're not going to get the images that they wanted or I'm not actually going to take the images the way they were expecting them to look um, yeah and it can be very difficult at times and to be honest I recently had um, the chance to cover an event which I would have loved to actually have covered but my anxiety got the better of me and I actually turned it down and said no I wouldn't be able to do it and made excuses for not being able to do it because I felt as though I just wasn't capable of doing it even though I know that I'm capable of doing it I know what I'm doing it's not like I'm starting out on this photography thing as a newbie I've been photographing stuff for the last 50 years um, I've never wanted to be 
a professional photographer because it's not something I'd like to do. Photography for me is, it's like I say, is a hobby. It's a way of me relaxing. I like to just go out and shoot things that I like to shoot. Um, and even if I come back after a day being out and have no images that I'm particularly happy with, it doesn't matter. I've gone out and spent the day doing something I enjoy doing. And to do it on a <clears throat> event where the anxiety levels rise constantly and hoping that you're going to get the right things, even though you know that you probably will, because in the past when I've done stuff, I've once I've got into it, things have run smoothly and I've never had a problem with it, touch wood. And... Thing. I just find it's difficult to say yes sometimes because my anxiety kicks in and stops me from actually having the pleasure of doing it. And I'm just wondering whether other people feel this same sort of thing, that they just feel as though they're not capable even though they know they are. And how does it affect them in the way that they um, take on a job or an event? that you've been asked to cover for someone and even though there's no money involved and you're more or less doing it as a favour for someone do you still feel exactly the same way? Do you feel, do you get anxiety about it? Um, or do you just treat it as you're just going out to shoot for what you want to shoot for and get what you get? It would be good to hear others views on this particular subject how they actually feel and go about doing an event for someone um, you can always leave me a email or a voice message on the Anchor app and the information for all that will be in the show notes. I know this episode's been a bit of a mixed bag, but sometimes that's the way it goes. Um, but before I go, I want to uh, give a shout out to a couple of new um, photography, film photography podcasts and a new YouTube channel. Um, right, the first podcast is called Drew's Film Photography Podcast and this is done by Andrew Portillo um, who seems to be a LA based photographer. Um, at present he's got about nine episodes up. I've only listened to the first two where he talks about um, darkroom printing and having a go at darkroom printing and then a recap on what he's done um, seems quite interesting so far so I will leave a link for that in the show notes and you can go along and listen to that the second one is called Get Started With Film Photography and this is by Am Young who some of you might know from the Homemade Camera Podcast. So far he has six episodes up and basically the premise for the podcast is for anyone who's just starting out shooting film photography. So he's going to explain all the jargon and processes that go into film photography. He says it's for the absolute beginner and for digital photographers who want to try out film photography or even for people who have been away from film photography for a while and just want to refresh a course 
so they can return to the hobby. Again, I will leave a link in the show notes to the podcast. Um, these will be, the links will actually be for the anchor ones, um, but I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find them on iTunes or any other podcatcher you use to listen to your podcasts. And now to the new YouTube channel. Um, you may remember back in episode 9 I spoke about the implosion that was happening at in public where the founder Nick Turpin wasn't happy about some of the images that were being picked for the picture of the month on their website. Well it now seems as though in public is no more as the website has been archived and people have gone their separate ways although the main majority of what was left of the collective now seems to have reset themselves up as a collective called Unpublic and can be seen on Instagram but Nick has now gone on to YouTube to start doing his own street photography YouTube channel the actual channel is called Street Photography with Nick Turpin and I will link to it in the show notes um, now he's only so far he's only got two episodes up um, the first one is basically an introduction to himself and the second one is a point of view um, street photography shoot on the streets of London now I don't know how he's doing it and he's not giving away any clues but normally when you see a POV video it's normally a GoPro mounted on top of the um, camera and then you get to see the the video from that point of view but somehow he's actually doing it through the camera that he's shooting with and so you're actually getting to see the images that he's actually shooting is a little bit disconcerting because uh, every time he takes a picture it flashes so that's a bit weird but it's a different way of viewing a point of view video and as it's Nick Turpin um, you have to respect him because of the fact that he is you know quite a good street photographer um, I have got one of his books called um, On the Night Bus which is quite a good book and even though all the shenanigans they had within in public over the last few months he's still someone that I enjoy seeing images from so yeah he's a uh, starting up his YouTube channel like I say there's two episodes up there at the moment um, and hopefully there will be more to come he's also offering people to on Instagram to set up um, a hashtag called street photo review and he will review your photos as well in coming episodes so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that um, hopefully he'll be putting up a lot more videos for us all to enjoy okay then that's it for this episode thanks for listening hope you've enjoyed it um, please subscribe everything will be in the show notes um, most of my images can be seen at Flanier with a camera on Instagram or stuff to do with the podcast um, on the streets podcast on Instagram the email address is on the streets at 
talktalk.net. Yep, so thanks very much for listening and bye for now.